Okay, I think we're recording. What's up, Grady Show on Dirt? Live from the Sweet Bee Studio. I'm staring at Courtney. Hi, Courtney. Hi. Hey, Brody, come get a treat. Brody's in the house, too. Come get a treat, big guy. Jump up. Yeah, Grady Show on Dirt. Thanks for tuning in. Today is Monday. Monday, um, I don't know the dates. March, March 19th. 19th. Thank you, thank you, thank you. How was your Monday? It was pretty good. All right, that's good, that's good. Tired. Were you working Sl- hard or yes. hardly working? Working hard. Oh, I was hardly working. Oh. All right. One of us has to work. Yeah, yeah, well, I wanted to have a... Um, I plan the podcast most of my day, so thanks to my employer for paying me for that. Yeah. Oftentimes, friends ask me, they say, do you make any money off the podcast? Mm-hmm. To my response is, yeah, I think I do. I get paid to plan it. <laughs> <laughs> Your salary. Uh, yes, thank yeah. you, thank you, thank you. Okay, we're going to talk about, well, we have some stuff lined up. We're going to talk about the Phillies. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk, you know, we just have baseball stories kind of all around. Yeah. But I do want to start. It's a baseball kind of Monday. It is a baseball kind of Monday. We're only like, opening day's March 29th. Yes, I'll and be today, in Charleston. Oh man, we got baseball like in days. 19 days. I mean, 10, 10 days. days. Yeah. <laughs> uh, struggle with math? Yeah, possibly, possibly. <laughs> um, that's why I do podcast stuff. I'm not a mathematician. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Numbers is hard. Even for <laughs> um, the Phillies. Okay, so I think I'm gonna, we're going to start talking about the Phillies first. Okay. Now, I don't know anything about the Phillies. Okay. Right, that's going to be a problem. I did a lot of research today at work. Tell but me. here's the thing. I don't I, know much about I got Phillies. a buddy, Chris Bristow. Shout out, Chris Bristow. I know you're listening on the show. He's a big Phillies fan. Mm-hmm. He's from Philly. He's a big cheesesteak guy. Big Is Eagles guy, too. Isn't he from outside of Philly? Just outside of Philly. Close to it. But he knows the streets of Philly pretty good. He knows <laughs> he knows good cheesesteak places. Sure, I know he knows yep. the street. And so I'm kind of doing this for him because, well, him and all the Phillies fans, because I want to know what the Phillies are about to do this season, just as he wants to know what the Phillies are about to do this season. He said... Hold on, is our sound good? Yeah, yeah. He said that he didn't know anything about the Phillies, so I said, I'm going to do a show for him. So we're going to dedicate the show to Chris Bristow, who's got 103 fever. Thoughts and prayers are with him. He said he man. doesn't know anything about the Phillies? I thought he was a Phillies fan. No, he is a Phillies fan, but the Phillies have done a lot of rebuilding. Oh, okay. So here's what's happened He doesn't with the know Phillies. anything about them ever. Yep. So the Phillies are kind of in the same situation that, like, what the Cubs did and what the Astros did. So they've I thought through... the Phillies weren't going to be good for another couple of years. Ah, exactly. We don't know. We There's a little reason to, book, to maybe... Um, to think that they're going to be better sooner than later. Okay. And that was a lot to do with the signing of Jake Arrieta, right? Sure. Even Keith Law, who's supposed to be a baseball guru, who I'm not really too fond of. Um, he, I just don't think he's a good baseball guy. Yeah. <laughs> Keith Law, I'm sorry. I just don't like Keith Law as a baseball guy. Well, he's probably listening. Well, he's not right a lot. Did you hear me? Is yeah. He's probably he, listening. He, oh, he probably is listening yeah. for sure. Um, like, for example, Keith Law mm-hmm. says Luke Weaver's fastball, who's a Cardinals prospect. He yep. says his fastball's flat. Okay. Luke Weaver is mowing guys down in spring training. You right. put him up, he sets him down. He's handing strikeouts out to everybody. <laughs> in the words of Haw- in the words of Hawk Harrelson, grab some bench, pal, because Luke Weaver's doing it. But Keith Law said, "That's Brody. If you can hear Brody in the background, he's eating a treat. Yeah, it's the demands it's of a so black loud. lab. Yeah, it's so loud. you ever try he's to so hi- you ever try to hire a dog for a podcast? He no. was a tough interview. He was. He had demands. Yeah, he's it's, tough. It's like you know who his agent is. Who? Um, I was trying to think of a dog pun. Scott. Boris. Yeah. Scott Paulus. <laughs> Real tough guy. Real You're not tough good guy. at math he, hand, he handles all the paws for cats and dogs. Sure. And, um, but Keith Law said that 
um, that he didn't understand why the Philadelphia Phillies had signed Jake Arrieta because he doesn't think they're ready to compete. Okay. Okay. Now, all we need in baseball didn't right now. Did you say now, that, though? You said that I earlier. That? You said that earlier. That the in Phillies. This episode? No, 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 no. Like weeks ago, that the Phillies. Oh, it was going to take yetch. a couple years. I'm recording. I'm trying to get like good likes and follows for oh, my thing. Oh, okay. Is for, this is for the Phillies fans out there. Oh, sure. Yeah, the Phillies <laughs> are ready. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I have had a change of heart on this, right? Because I've done okay. some research. Um, but the Phillies have went through this huge rebuild where they've tore it down to this like extremely low payroll. And now they're building their team back up. So mm-hmm. a lot of Phillies fans like my boy Chris and anyone else out there might not know a lot about the Philadelphia Phillies because they've been out of contention. I don't believe they've made the playoffs since 2011. Right. Could you imagine if, I mean, all the years the Cubs were bad? It's the it year was I just nothing. college. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wasn't that long ago. No. But they've had a pretty good rebuild. They're tearing down and they've got a lot of prospects coming up and now they've signed Jake Arrieta to head this rotation. Well, they clearly think that they're ready. They think they clearly think they, they can they otherwise they don't sign They Jake. 100% think they're ready and Gabe Kapler, their manager, mm-hmm. he is in phenomenal shape physically. Yeah. He has the type of he has a voice in the way he talks. He's like he sounds like Barack Obama's like more intelligent brother. There's a more intelligent brother. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Because I'm, I, I love Barack. Barack Obama. When Barack Obama speaks, yeah, it's like you shut up and listen. Oh my! It is like this booming voice of God. Sure. And Gabe Kapler is very impressive in that sense, and he is a guy that can lead this team really good, and he's yoked. Is he? He's yoked. Yep, he's yoked. But he's also, he's got the demeanor. And he's got the report built with his player report. 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 <laughs> he's 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 got the rapport built with the players mm-hmm. to where I mean because he's a young guy he's played recently. How young is he? Oh, he doesn't look like he could be a manager. If he's probably he's got to be forty five tops. Wow. And that's young for a manager. Young. Um. And he's really got that figured out. And you've got a starting pitching staff that seems to be. Like, they're about ready to play some ball, okay? So the first thing I want to talk about is, can the Philadelphia Phillies make the postseason? Yeah. Yeah, I think they've got 100%. You're looking at Gabe Kapler pictures now. I am. Some good wallpapers in there, probably. Um, He's an attractive man. You'll probably find some shirtless pictures in there, too, of Gabe Kapler. Look at that. I know. He's an attractive man. Yeah, you could do laundry on his abs. Like, if the Phillies... Washing machine breaks. He could walk. Hey, just X that picture out. Wow. Ready to show under it. You're I'm listening impressed. to it. She's impressed by Gabe Kapler. But where was I going out with this? Can they make the Ooh, postseason? Can they make the postseason? Yeah. So here's what you've got with the MLB, with the the National League wild card situation. Mm-hmm. The teams that made it last year, the Colorado Rockies and the Arizona Diamondbacks. Right. So the Arizona Diamondbacks got some problems. One, they had J.D. Martinez at the tail end of last year. Yep. They don't have him back now. Okay. Also, they got some pitching problems. One, Zach Granke is throwing like 88-mile-an-hour fastballs. Oh, no. And he, that's not good. No. He said he was worried about whether he could actually like pitch effectively or not. Oh, and then, no. And then his last postseason game, he was throwing 92, but then he hurt himself. He pulled his groin. Right. So right when his velocity got there's back always, up, like he pulled his groin. There's groin problems. That's a lot of groin problems. You know, we're going to talk about the Mets later. They have a lot of groin and hamstring problems. Of course they do. Zach Granke's yeah. got a groin issue. And then you got guys like Robbie Ray. Taiwan Walker, we don't know what these guys are going to do in the starting rotation. So what you're saying is because of these factors, the Phillies might have a chance. I'm saying this thing is up for grabs. Right. 
And the Phillies have put themselves in contention because they have got a young core guys mm-hmm. that are set to be competitive, but now they're adding the veterans. Right. In they had a Carlos Santana. Maria, Maria. That you was remind so me off- of a West Side story. That's so offbeat. Carlos Santana. Yeah. Signed him at three years, 60, then Jake. So they've added these two veterans, and then they've got like Pat Neshek in the bullpen, who's like yep. a fiery side armor guy. And then your position players, they're building them up good. They got Reese Hoskins, who hit about 18 bombs in 50 games last year. Yeah. They're putting him somewhere in the outfield. They've got this kid, this young kid named Scott Kingery, who was like a top, all of top baseball the best second base prospect. Huh. But he can play all over the field. So Gabe right. Kapler and the Phillies are training this guy to play player. everywhere on the field, kind of like a Ben Zobras type. Right. Or like a Chris Bryant type, right? You, Those are two guys right there that can play anywhere yep. on the baseball diamond. Those two guys right there. I also might have some more stuff, possibly. You got Tommy Hunter in the bullpen. Okay. Honestly, I don't know anything about Tyler. I don't know anything about the guy. I but don't know anything about any of the The rest players. of position players... Cesar Hernandez mm-hmm. had about 3.9 war last year. And then J.P. Crawford, who's an up-and-coming infielder they got. The, the team's looking stacked. You yeah. know, they've done it right. We don't know what their prospects are going to do until this show goes on the road. But a lot tells us. We're going to see them play this year. We're going to see them play this year. Yeah, the Cubs tickets we have, mm-hmm. uh, that's two games, Cubs versus Phillies. Yeah. So we're going to see the Phillies firsthand, and I'm curious to see what they'll do. I was going to look up some numbers on J.P. Crawford here for you real quick. J.P. Crawford is, of course, he plays short for him. Um, his spring training, he's batting 270 right now in spring training. But Scott Kingery, this is the guy that can play everywhere. This is the Swiss Army knife of the organization. <laughs> he's batting 378. Wow. They say right now he's playing like the top Phillies prospect. That's awesome. Right? So you got Scott Kingery. Yeah. But also, we got, we got more guys too. So Aaron Nola is the starting pitcher that the Phillies likely signed Jake Arrieta for. Right. Okay. For, like, this veteran leadership. Because Aaron Nola is still, he's a young guy, mm-hmm. but he's got crazy numbers, and his numbers are getting better. So look at this stuff. In 2017, he started 27 games, threw 168 innings, threw a 3.54 ERA. He arguably had a season just about as good as Jake Arietta did. But his second half was phenomenal. But I'm going to go through these numbers, right? So his walk rate is about the same as Max Scherzer and Jacob deGrom. Okay. His walk rate. Yeah. Those are hard throwers that aren't really... Yeah. I don't think either of those guys have control problems. His strikeout rate is about on pace with Zach Granke and Jose Quintana. Okay. Those are guys that have been reliable. Yep. And even though two seconds ago we just got done saying that Zach Granke couldn't throw a baseball. But Jose well, Quintana is a reliable Now he's got guy. groin issues. He, he, he does, thank goodness. You, Aaron Nola made 18 starts from June to the end of the season last year, threw a three-flat ERA, and only walked 33 guys in 117 innings. Brody, eyes on, the, eyes on the mic, pal. But also, I got more stuff. His swing and miss stuff, Aaron Nola's ability to make guys miss baseballs. Ooh, Brody's right by the mic. <laughs> His ability to get guys to miss baseballs is right with Justin Verlander and Carlos Martinez. Those right. are hard throwing strikeout guys. And creating soft contact, that's about the same as Steven Strasburg, John Lester, and Jacob deGrom. So right so now... he's got some pretty good stuff. He's got good stuff. So you got Aaron Nola, 
who, when you're looking at some of his numbers, you can compare him to Verlander, Carlos Martinez, John Lester, Justin Verlander, Steven Strasburg. He's up there with names as far as like what his deep data is going to tell you, what this guy's going to project as. Right. So it, it's it's looking pretty good. You got a good one-two punch. The problem is with the rest of the bullpen. So if you're a Phillies fan and are trying to figure out what this thing looks like, mm-hmm. Jared Eikhoff would have been their third starter, but he's going to be out six to eight weeks. For what? Why is he He's out? trained his lat. Oh. I'm surprised it's not a groin issue. It's not a groin issue. He strained his lat. I thought I had his baseball reference page pulled up. I might somewhere. Because he had a good 2016 where he pitched almost 200 innings, three and a half ERA type number stuff. This is a guy that's going to be able to pitch good. He was 197 innings at 365 ERA. So the starting pitching took a huge hit with Jared Eikhoff. Right. And this strain lat thing. I don't know how he strained a lat. I don't know. I did go to the gym today at work. You did? I kid you not. Me and George went to the gym and I did some pull downs. Yeah. I might have strained my lat. <laughs> it's possible. Did you bring clothes to no, change it or no, you just did it? No, I worked out like. <laughs> you did it in your work clothes? I, I worked out in skinny jeans and a tight black t shirt. I'm not going to lie, I looked really big when I left, but I was uh, kind of out of breath and kind of sweaty. But tomorrow I'm going to bring gym clothes. And then 10 minutes clothes. later, you looked small again? Yeah. Tomorrow I'm going to bring gym clothes. Yeah, it did. It's just like a balloon or something. <laughs> like someone popped a hole in it. It's so but funny. I'm still trying to get good at this baseball thing. You know, we've been swinging on the weekends. I know. You've have, you've had to uh, ice your elbow. I've been icing my elbow. Yeah, I don't know. You're really showing your age. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to need Tommy John or if, like if a uh, plasma need, rich. You'll probably in, need Tommy John. If a plasma rich injection mm. might be the case. We can but, afford that. But but possibly rest too. Sure. Possibly let's rest. Go, uh, let's go straight for the surgery. I feel like that's your best option. Straight for the surgery? What if something happens during the surgery? It doesn't matter. It's worth it. Worth we've, it for what? We've got life insurance. Oh. Uh, don't you pull the plug. I don't trust you anywhere near me if I go under. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now, kid. I'll you stay him, away from I'll my hospital room. I'll tell to keep room. you under. Hey, it's going to be like The Godfather where Vito, where the where Don Corleone gets shot. Yeah. And then Michael's like, where are the guards around my dad? And then they pull him out of the hospital. Like, that's what it would be like if I had Tommy John. Right. Like, someone would need to protect me from you Godfather style. Absolutely. It would be bad. I'd pull the plug myself. Yeah. But Vince Velasquez is another starter. We don't know what he's going to do. This starting rotation's up in the air. Yeah. It'll go either way. I I feel like they're not going to be like a, a middle of the run kind of kind of team this year. I think they're either going to do pretty well or it's going to just blow up and everyone's going to be like, yeah, they weren't ready. If they, you know, they might not be ready, but you still you signed Jake Arrieta for a really good deal. Yeah. So it doesn't matter if they're ready because the two guys they signed at three years and sixty million and at three years at seventy five. Are we still recording? Yep. The guys they signed. You just never know with this. <laughs> or, or they were for cheap. Okay. It's kind of like they went to the dollar store and bought like a new toothbrush, but then they lost the toothbrush. Right. But it's kind of just like it was just a dollar. Right. So we'll buy another one. Yeah. Or like they bought like the off-brand Listerine. Like yeah. it's just savings, right? Sure. Like you go to fan. Like we make frequent trips to everything's a dollar. No, we don't. Yeah, we do. Remember when we went last week and they had the combs for a dollar? I love everything's a dollar. That was the first time we've been there in like a year. It's right next to KFC. We you should, just lied on air. We should make that a routine. We could go to KFC. You literally want, just lied on can air. Can I ask you a question? Do you want to go on a date this weekend? We could do KFC and then everything's a dollar. They're right next to each other. No, I'm on a diet. I'm not eating fried chicken and I don't like dollar stores. I love the dollar stores. 
But thank you for the offer. This podcast is going to be, this podcast is in rare form already. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. We're straight improv in this thing, though. We don't really care, right? Right. I did. You know how much planning I did for this? Hmm. Well, besides what I did at work. Zero. Yeah, I didn't do anything when I got home. Sure. But we just want to talk baseball. What the greatest show on dirt is intended for is just two people talking baseball. And then when other guests come on, maybe, you know, me and Courtney are the hosts, like we other, run this show. I feel like when other people come on, it's a way more serious baseball podcast. And when I talk with you, it's just kind of like a, a crapshoot. Like, I feel like all all bets are off. Oh, baby, it ain't gambling when it's guaranteed. It ain't gambling when it's a sure thing. <laughs> Tell that to Rain Man. I don't know what that means. That means I'm the Rain Man of this thing. Okay. And you're Tom Cruise. Oh, I mean, in the sense of like, you just be Courtney Sika. And then I'm a Scientologist. Scientologist channel. We, we're we're going to get back on track for some baseball. Maybe yes. we'll talk about the Scientologist no, channel No, we don't later. have to. It's boring. Can I tell you though about, we want to talk about Sixto Sanchez. This is something Phillies fans should get excited about. Now, Courtney, I'm going to tell you about this guy. Tell me. The Phillies signed Sixto Sanchez for $35,000 when he was 16. Are you serious? Yeah. So here's what happened. A Philly scout is in, I believe, the Dominican Republic to look at a catcher. And the coach says, hey, I want to look at this catcher, so like, give me some pitchers to throw to him. So one of the pitchers was a 16-year-old Sixto Sanchez, which, by the way, sounds like one of the most badass names I've ever seen. He sounds like a villain on Tombstone. Say it again. Like, Sixto Sanchez. Yeah, that sounds That's like a drug like dealer. That's like Johnny Ringo, Doc Holliday, Sixto Sanchez. It's right up in there off the cast of Tombstone. So the scout goes in there and says, I want to see this catcher. But all of a sudden, Sixto Sanchez starts pitching, and he goes, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't want the catcher. I want the pitcher. So the bad news is the catcher didn't get a deal. Oh, dang. But the good news is the pitcher got a deal. Right. And the scout goes, Sixto, how much money do you want? And the 16-year-old goes, I want $35,000. No, he So he got signed for $35,000. He should have. He should have asked for more because now when I'm I want reading... thirty five thousand, yeah, yeah, yeah. When and I mean that's probably a fair rate. I think Jose Altuve got like two thousand dollars when he signed. I kid you not. Oh my you ever God. know about that? I wrote no. a piece on this greatestshowondirt.com. I wrote a piece. <laughs> I wrote. I a learned pe- how to listen, speak. listen. So I was. I wrote a really riveting piece on the Houston Astros when they won their World Series. Oh yes, I I remember that. And Jose Altuve got sent home from a camp. And then marched his butt back the next day and played ball and got signed for like a thousand dollars. Yikes. He was essentially like, I'll play baseball for free. I want to yeah. play baseball. And now he just signed a five year, one hundred and fifty one million dollar contract. Him and only Worked one, out. him and only one other position player have averaged thirty million dollars average annual value. And it's his country mate, Miguel Cabrera. Wow. Who, by the way, lost like 15 pounds coming into camp, and he's looking good. He's looking trim. Yeah, he won the Triple Crown like five years ago. Looking you got fit. Guys looking good. He's look, He's a bink. He's looking svelte. He is like a Ferrari right now. Looking just, bink. Just smooth. He is a bink. But the Sixto Sanchez is the real deal. His fastballs are always at least 95. Okay. And they also... That... He makes throwing strikes look easy and that he has a smooth, low effort delivery. Low effort's my kind of guy. Yeah. <laughs> because I live my life in a low effort. In low route. effort. Low effort you can, and so pretty much. What you're saying is you can relate. I, I can totally relate <laughs> to his low effort delivery, but he's got control. Right. Sixto Sanchez has a low effort delivery and can control a baseball. That's where the two of you differ. Yep. Uh, yeah, because I can't throw a baseball. 
I, I, my, my control, I'm like Wild Thing. Yeah. Mitch Williams mixed with like Charlie Sheen pre-HIV. <laughs> That's <laughs> awful. But so, so my control's a little wild. You might get me and I'm going to be like throwing heat. Right. But then the next night, like I'm. I'm you might hit it. I, I'm hit your the, head. I'm hitting the backstop a few times. I'll yep. tell you that. But other things about Sixto Sanchez is he can throw up to 99. Wow. And, yeah, that's what they did. I just feel bad for the catcher. They didn't get signed. That is kind of sad. But good for him. How much do you want? I want $35,000. Okay. But they say as long as he can, scouts say as long as Sixto Sanchez, Phillies fans, as long as this guy can stay healthy, you got a number one on your hands. Wow. Because he has obnoxious, crazy good control. For a guy that's so young. A lot of a lot of pitchers don't make it to the pros until they're 24, 25 because they can't get their control down. Is he in good shape? Phenomenal shape. He's six feet one eighty-five right now. They say he's strong bodied with a build like Johnny Cueto. Maybe a young Johnny Cueto. I don't look at Johnny Cueto and say he's in phenomenal I don't, yeah, shape. Yeah, I don't think oh wow. He seems like he sweats a lot when he pitches. Yeah. Kind of like a Roldis Chapman. You ever see a Roldis Chapman pitch? Oh, he sweats, he sweats so, so much. Why does Roldis Chapman sweat so much when he pitches? Maybe because he throws so much. Is bad. he hung over? No, maybe he throws so fast like it he, like he, works him out or something. I guess. Yeah, I mean, may, yeah, may, you know, maybe he just runs hot. I guess. I mean, I get sweaty. He's sometimes, Cuban, right? Usually at the buffet. Yeah. Maybe he's just used to like Cuba's hot. Yeah, it is. But Sixto Sanchez is eighteen right now, and with that name alone, look at this guy, Gulf Coast League. Mm-hmm. Sixto Sanchez went five and zero with a half ERA. He gave him half a run every nine innings. Wow. That doesn't even sound right that the guy pitched 54 innings, only three earned runs, and only allowed 33 hits. How do you give up half a run? That's just the average. Mm. <laughs> so he'll give up a run every 18 innings. Oh, that's, okay. that's crazy that talk right there. That is insane. That's crazy. But that's something, if you're a Phillies fan, that's you could be excited, be excited about. about Sixto Sanchez. But then this other guy, like we talked about earlier, this Scott Kingery guy. You've got to love a player that can play all over the field because that's an MVP type mm-hmm. caliber player. Right? The two guys that come to mind right now are Ben Zobrist and Chris Bryant that can play all over the field. And look at the stuff they do on the field. But he's swinging a hot bat. He's got three home runs. Yeah. He's, um, I think, batting like 378. I might have his numbers brought up, but the guy is, uh, I mean, he's playing good. I he mean, really to me, is. it seems like there's a lot to. Be excited about if you're a Phillies fan. There is. And I'm glad to, and I want to mention this too, I'm glad to mm. see the Phillies spending money. Yeah. Because over this past off season, there was a lot of talk about all these teams tanking, and then maybe they're not tanking to win, but they're tanking, like that's the disguise. So they're just tanking to make more money, and they really don't have any intention on spending money. Like the Pittsburgh Pirates owner... Got under some hot, hot, hot heat when he dealt Garrett Cole and Andrew McCutcheon because mm-hmm. a lot of fans thought that that window was still open. And when they had their playoff window winning 98 games a season, right. they never added any players at the trade deadline. Right. But it is, it's a huge positive, what we've seen this week, of the Phillies willing to spend money because I have reason to believe that nobody else offered Jake Arrieta a deal. Scott Boris said that the Cubs did not offer Jake Arrieta a contract. They didn't? Scott Boris said it. Could he be lying? Because reports... I wouldn't say he is. Right. He wouldn't why lie. Would he? He no, wouldn't why lie. would he? He said the Cubs didn't make him an offer. I believe that the only offer he got was from the Phillies because the Phillies were willing to spend. And you can't blame the Phillies 
right? Because um, it a lot. I think I heard this on a podcast somewhere. A lot of Phillies fans, and if you're a team of the fan, remember last week when we talked about Mike Moustakis yeah. and sign him from the Royals for so cheap, and how yeah. you thought that like might backfire mm-hmm. because you're not treating the player well. Yeah. And are they going to perform well if they feel like they're not being compensated well yeah. on the back end? Not appreciated. Well, no, not at all. But it's not the Phillies' fault that they got Jake at three for seventy-five because I don't believe another team in baseball offered him. That's insane. I wonder why the Cubs didn't offer him. Okay, I'm totally okay with the Cubs not offering him because I think a change of scenery was needed for both sides. Yeah, I'm just surprised, yeah. I guess. I thought for sure they did. I honestly like think... Like a preliminary. Yeah, well, the Cubs and Jake had had, like, little nonchalant conversations, and I think they both knew this once this happen. ended because, you know, Jake wanted to progress in the sense of he wanted to be a leader somewhere and provide for a team in the way that John Lester provided for the Cubs. And he's found the perfect situation like that in Philly. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what we saw in 2016 with the free agent stagnation of the market is as big of a deal as everyone would say because the agents that are out there weren't really that great. Yeah. And even if you Darvish, I've, I've predicted you Darvish to win the Cy Young this year for the National League. You think so? Oh, yeah, I wrote about it in December. Okay. I wrote in December that if you Darvish got put on a good team, a team that would let him be him, yeah. he would win the Cy Young Award. Knowing in the back of my brain if it was a team like the Chicago Cubs, he'd do it. Right. That'd and the so Chicago cool. Cubs signed him. I think he'd do it. But it's nice to see that, the, that these teams now that tanked are now spending money and aren't afraid to spend money. Yeah, and the to Phillies, try to re- and the, rebuild yeah. themselves. And the Phillies are going to continue to spend money. And especially I see that with the Astros. Mm-hmm. Not letting Jose Altuve hit free agency and signing him for five years and $151 million. Which is huge when you factor in the only one other position player has got $30 million per year. Mm-hmm. Greatest show on dirt. Live from the Sweet Bee Studios. Thanks for listening. We are... Okay, actually, this is... What we've been waiting on. Jorge Polanco. Yes. Jorge Polanco has been suspended. This is why I showed up today. This is why we showed up. So, and I'm going to tell you, we're going to, we're going to talk about Jorge Polanco for a little bit. Jorge Polanco was suspended 80 games. That's a twin shortstop for testing positive for Winstrol. Winstrol, which is an anabolic steroid. This isn't like a B12 shot or mm-hmm. like something you buy at Walmart. This is that's the real, in a this is the real stuff. It, this is the real stuff in the sense of if you're taking it and you don't know you're taking it, your balls are going to shrink up and you won't be able to have sex. Really? Those are facts. Wow. So, because here's what happens. First of all, Jorge Polanco's statement. Today, I have regretfully accepted my 80-game suspension for testing positive. To be clear, I did not intentionally consume this steroid for... Meaning, I want like, to know what that means. Did somebody give it to you while you're sleeping? Like, what are you talking he about? He says that his trainer, he was instructed, he instructed his trainer to give him a vitamin B12 shot. Okay. But, but here's the thing. If if you take a steroid, you know you're taking a steroid. So, hypothetically, if Jorge Polanco got hit with a vitamin B, uh, was getting hit with these vitamin B12 shots, mm-hmm. he would know after about a week, that they weren't vitamin B12 because shots. Because your body has a reaction. Yeah, and because he would not be taking the other things needed to maintain that steroid cycle. Mm. Okay. What do you mean by that? I mean, you take things when you're taking steroids that maintain, like, um, your sex drive and, like, your, your like, natural male hormones. So you've got to take... To balance it out or something. Yeah, you've got to take maintenance stuff to do this. 
You can't just, you don't accidentally take an anabolic steroid. So when Barry Bonds was like, I thought I was rubbing flaxseed oil on my elbows, uh, right? That was false because if he, if, if he was taking that much steroids, he would know it physically. Sure. But otherwise, when you get into a steroid cycle, you've got to take all these ancillary compounds to keep up with it. This just doesn't happen by accident. Right. Right. And so with this, I'm so sick and tired of this excuse of like, I didn't intentionally consume but this But what's steroid. in it for it the trainer? Happen. Like, what's in it for the trainer? Like, what are they talking? Like, they that's they did it. Like, what do they benefit? You tell why me. Why did they accidentally drug you up? That's a good question. And, and why are they not suing them? See, now that, that would, a perfect point. The touch if on somebody the f- drugs me without my knowledge and consent, I would be suing them. So right now, his Dominican Republic trainer needs to be sued mm-hmm. if... If he was post-injecting with B12 and didn't, right? If he, he needs to sue because the then it's a conspiracy, a hundred percent, and he needs to get MLB involved in it. Mm-hmm. And if MLB has all these players that every time a guy fails a drug test, okay, then they we say need to sue I them. didn't intentionally do it. Then MLB's got We're it. We're pressing charges. Got then. it. Yep. It's kind of like when when Bill Belichick told Tom Brady's personal trainer, "You can't be in here anymore. Mm-hmm. You can't do it. Like you got to start regulating this stuff if it's hurting that game." I mean, I, what do you want me to tell you, right? But the fact of it is, he did it on purpose. But yeah, sue the guy. Pull well, Lance Armstrong. Sue the that's guy. what I'm saying. Then I'm just going to have to press charges then. Yep. You got to sue the guy. Because if you don't, then it's like, we don't believe you. Nope. Like not if, at all. You have to really but commit. But that's what it is. So he's out 80 games. So yeah. the Twins, not only did they, have they lost Irvin Santana mm-hmm. for about two months, now they've lost a shortstop for 80 games. And once you're suspended, guess who can't play in the postseason now? Oh, really? The guy that took steroids. So if they make the wild card postseason... He can't play anyway. He can't? Is that's that a, a rule? Huge, that's a huge hit. It's unbelievably irresponsible, which speaks more Listen, to your point. Maybe he has, guy. maybe he's got an addiction problem. Do you think he has an addiction problem? If he does, then it's pretty serious. If he has an addiction problem, then he really needs to go to somebody and get it checked out. Jorge Polanco, we have a message for you. If you're out there listening. It's not your fault. And we want you to know you're not alone. I was addicted to heroin and crack. My choice was alcohol. I used anything that I could get my hands on. You know me. I'm the Addiction Network. Over one and a half million people have called for help. So why haven't you called? What are you waiting for? This year alone, one million people will die from drugs or alcohol. Mm -hmm. Addiction is a disease. Mm -hmm. Don't kid yourself. You can't beat it alone. Call now. The Addiction Network is here to take your call 24 hours a day. The call and consultation are free, but your time is running out. Don't wait until you lose your job, or even worse, lose your life. Don't wait until you're put in jail. Don't wait until your child dies. Call the Addiction Network now. I lost everything, and the only way to get my life back was to pick up the phone and call and go to treatment. Call 800-454-5126. That's 800 We'll cut that out. We can't. We can't sponsor him. We're not going to cut it out. <laughs> Jorge, thoughts and prayers to Jorge. We hope. If only you called the Addiction Network. If only you'd called the Addiction Network. And I feel like MLB would be more supportive. Someone's going to die. I feel like MLB would be more supportive if someone came out and said, listen, I need help and I, need, and I have a drug problem as opposed to... I thought it was a B12 it's shot. It's such, it's the biggest pile of horse crap ever. Like, you thought it was a B, you thought, you thought hormones was a B12 shot. Right. That's physically impossible. Your well, natural, no one... te- a, a, an athlete's natural testosterone will shut down and he'll get depressed. He'll have no sex life. He'll literally have no testosterone in his body. He know. I mean, he it's more of like a knows. sham. 
I think I, I think it's something that they just pretend. This. MLB has got to do something about these players being like, I didn't knowingly know. Yeah. Maybe you should call the Addiction Network and get the help he deserves. I wonder if he's got health insurance. Yeah, I'm sure. I think MLB. the Players Association has probably fought for that, right? Yeah. Or they maybe he has Obamacare. Is that still, does that still exist? I don't know. We don't know anything about the Minnesota Twins and their situation right now. Yeah. We are, since this is a funny episode, we're going to yeah. keep going. Okay. Travis Wood. You know Travis Wood. He was a cub. Yeah, I know Travis right? Wood. Quentin. So when the, uh, I'm sorry I said that. I acted like you didn't. Yeah, know. it's so under, you undermine me. I'm so sorry. We're, just, we're fighting on Just air. that one time you went and bought cigarettes and didn't come back for two months. It's honestly, it's stunted my growth. You it's left me just wondering. That's on you. If I'll ever recover. You need to stop being so insecure. <laughs> so Travis Wood. Travis Wood, the original two-way player, mm-hmm. right before Shohei Otani came into the scene. Yeah. Joe Madden had Travis Wood pitching, then going out the left field. Yeah. Robbing home runs and then right. coming back to pitch again. Right. Travis Wood, he's a Detroit Tiger now. Yep. He hurt his finger. He almost cut his index finger on his non-throwing hand. How? He almost cut it off on a crossbow accident. <laughs> right? So has. look at this. So when he goes to the doctor, they got to put him in a splint. He's going to be out for a little bit. Here's what he said. He asked the doctor if chopping his finger off when getting back to pitch sooner. Travis no, Wood. Travis Wood said, if you amputate my finger, can I pitch yeah. sooner? Yeah. Does it give me an extra day? He was like, cut it off, doc. <laughs> <laughs> he said, cut the finger off. I like him a lot. Travis, I love Travis. He was drinking Budweiser's in a camouflage. Mm-hmm. He, had a, he had a camo vest on during the Cubs parade. No shirt underneath it. It's <laughs> November in Chicago. Right, we're tw- we're 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 five miles from Lake Michigan. Yeah, that's the Great Lakes in winter, and he's like camo cut off. He's so drunk, he says, he's warm. Doc, cut it off. I'm yeah. ready to play baseball. He's like that guy you grow up with, like who who was a little off and crazy, but is a really good athlete yeah. somehow. Dude, Travis, what's the guy that's like? Hold my beer. <laughs> and he's just oh, going to yeah. go like do something crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but this is it. But unfortunately for Travis, what he's out for the season. The entire season. Yeah, thank you. Due tore, to a finger? No, he tore his ACL. Oh, I was gonna say, cut it off. Nah. I'm with him. He tore his ACL, I think, like running a base or something. If um we get enough dead it, air in here. He tore it running a base. I'll be able to figure it out. Yeah, but his ACL. Dang. He's um Travis Woods injured. He was good. He was good for the Cubs. Oh yeah. He was a royal um last year. So that was good. No, he was. He was injured during a rundown at double play. Oh. That doesn't make any sense. What I said. He was. He, it was a rundown. I think he was. I don't during know. If, practice. I don't know. No. He, I think he was pitching. I'm pretty sure he wasn't running the bases. But he is a two way player. Mm-hmm. So he might have been running the bases. But speaking of two way players, Shohei Otani ain't doing good. He can't hit an off speed pitch. He can't hit a breaking ball. He looks awful at the plate. They said he was a Japanese Babe Ruth. Yeah. He's more like the... What's something funny here? I don't know. What's something that can't hit something? I think he's kind of like the American... We don't know. I don't know. What, I don't, don't know what you're what trying to doing. say. He might need this like, eyesight checked. He Why has he been such a bust? Oh, remember I told you I thought he pitched in Tijuana? Yeah. I don't think he really pitched in Tijuana. I think it was a different you city that looks that like it. No, he pitched. How do you spell Tijuana? It's with a J. Because he pitched. Like, not in the beginning. Where's Tijuana at? 
the very tip of Mexico. Tijuana is like right outside of okay, California. Okay, then I think it wasn't Tijuana then. I just didn't know how to spell Tijuana. Is it T-I-J-U-A-N-A? U-A, yeah. Okay, he was definitely in Tijuana uh, then. Oh, what did you think that was? Tijuana? <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> but I looked at it and I was like, surely he wouldn't go to Tijuana. I thought Tijuana was in Brazil or something. What? I swear I didn't know. I'm not a geography person. I'm a podcast. What are you talking about? I even talked, you must not listen to your own podcast because I even talked about how a lot of people in California go over to Tijuana. I. And you're like, oh yeah, that must be close to Brazil? I didn't know. What is wrong with I you, really dude? I didn't know. I apologize. And what did you think? It was Tijuana? Is that how you it, thought? It seemed or like. T- Look, how do you spell. It seemed how like. How do you spell the name Juan? It seemed like. I know how to spell Juan. J U A N, Juan Gonzalez. See, Tijuana. But it seemed like. It just needed like an extra syllable in there. Like I thought I was missing letters. Well, you understand? Well, it's weird that it's Tijuana. It's like. Can I tell you something right yeah. now? Don't patronize me. I'm an award-winning podcaster. No, you're not. I haven't won any. We oh. might have a couple sponsors though. Yeah. Um, next time on the Greatest Show on Dirt, we yeah. might actually be legit. So We've stand by legit. for us to be like real life experts. Yeah, we're getting so sponsored. I can bumble over the sponsorship reading, and then we can just continue to talk about baseball. Mm-hmm. Maybe but, I have a better speaking voice than you. Maybe I should read the sponsorships. You absolutely should. I should. I'm not that strong of a reader, really. Yeah, you, I'm more. Of you like, just recently learned how to read, so I think I should probably take point. Yeah, on that. yeah. I'm more of like a, a a feel. You know, I don't like to define things or read things for that matter. Like I'm more of like a picture book, sure, feel yeah. type person. Besides, I love a good goosebump book. 100 pages is my limit on a book. If it's over 100 pages, eh, you're probably just long winded at that point. Omit needless words, will you? I'm Trump. such a fast reader. It's crazy how fast you're. You know, I just I was. That's why maybe I should read the sponsorships. Yeah, read them fast. Because we don't want to get, we want to give our sponsors as little time as possible. No. To make them earn their dollar. Oh. Yep. I think it should be opposite. I think that we should read it really slow. Is that how you should read it slow? Yeah, so our viewers can really understand that we have real sponsorships. Okay. Okay. Shohei Otani's not doing good, though. No. He can't hit breaking balls. He can't hit stuff with a hard spin. Yeah. So they say when he was in Japan, it was mostly he can hit a changeup and a fastball, but the rest of the stuff he can't do good. But he also. You are so excited about him. I, I, I still How am. I, oh, I still am excited about him. The raw power's there. The raw power don't lie. Especially since he played so well in Brazil. The, yeah, he played great in Tijuana, <laughs> Brazil. It was so good. I mean, but, you know, he's, he's a Japanese Babe Ruth, so they want to see him everywhere, including Brazil. Including Brazil. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? He also pitched a game the other day and gave up like another seven runs. Right. An inning and a third against the Rockies. The Rockies rocked him. He yeah. couldn't get anyone out. But he, I saw him strike out twice yesterday. And he looked bad at the play. His feet are all over the place. He looks like me swinging a bat. Dang. He'll come around though. He's got to be nervous. And I still say that he needs it back to AAA. Right. Because he's got to get acclimated to being in the country. Right? Sometimes, like, I get lost on the way to Target. And this guy came from Japan. And he's a two-way athlete. And sometimes I get tired (coughs) if I take batting practice and then walk around Target. Sure. Right? So I can't do two things at once at all. Right. Like, when my boss wants me to, But you also don't get paid anything. I do. When we went this weekend, we took batting practice. Yeah. And then went to, like, Ikea. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Have you guys ever been to Ikea? It's so bad. If I had a dollar for every screaming baby in there, I would (laughs) leave. I would if I had a dollar for every screaming baby in there, I would leave IKEA and like go to West Elm and buy everything they had. I love West Elm. That's where we're getting our bedroom furniture. Good store. Sweet Bee Studios got two great 
chairs yes, for the office. We'll be in the new the studio. Yep. We've got about five weeks until we're in the new studio, which mm-hmm. means we'll be the recording 27th. more often. Uh, we'll be able to record whenever we want. Yeah. And you guys will probably get a stupid episode from us like every day or every other day, which is going to be great. You guys are in for a treat. I only signed a contract for once a week. You're in a blood contract. Oh. You can't leave the show. I'm just letting you know. Honestly, I can't do it without you. I listened to a few of these recordings with me just by myself. Sure. They were really bad. Does it seem creepy? Oh my God. Do you answer yourself? Yeah, I do. It's it honestly Quentin, seems what do you like. Think? Well, I think that's a great point, Quentin. Yeah, yeah. Like I might need a doctor. <laughs> um, I'm not really too sure. It's just. I mean, I'm good at. I'm good at talking to myself. I can tell you that it's kind of so good. It's disturbing. Yeah. Um, we do want to cover one other thing. The, the New York Mets. I'm fully convinced are the real life final destination. Now I'm talking the final I destination to where like when the person doesn't die before you know it. it like them. they're they're in their kitchen. And they slip and fall in the water. The toaster falls. It sparks. Mm-hmm. It starts this huge fire. Mm-hmm. And then a fan blade flies off the ceiling and sticks in the side of their head. Yeah. That's what's happening. Jason Vargas, a lefty they signed, he like broke his, his non-pitching hand. Okay. And then they got another guy, Dominic Smith, uh-huh. a first baseman prospect. He's pulled a hamstring. Jonas, Someone else pulled their yeah, groin. Jonas Cespedes, he pulled a hamstring last year and missed half the season. And he's getting cortisone shots in his wrist. Who gets a cortisone shot in the <laughs> wrist? A video gamer? Right. Like, are you heavy on the PS4? <laughs> and then Tim Tebow's tripping over a sprinkler? Tim Tebow's not even... Like, he tripped over a sprinkler in the outfield. Like, Mickey Mantle style. Poor guy. I'm not too sure. That's what the meds get. That's our terrible so, organization. So they sign a guy... Guy breaks his non-pitching hand. Yep. I don't know if Jonas Cespedes and Dominic Smith will be able to walk when the season ends. If you sign with the New York Mets, like, Todd Frazier, we're praying for you right now. I you love Todd You probably have to Frazier. sign, like, a, a non-liable agreement or something. Like, uh, that the Mets are, like, not liable for anything. Oh, I, I think like, so. Like, listen, we want to sign you, but you have to, you have sure. to sign this. You know, like, their, like, Aflac rep is, like, yeah. cleaning house over oh, there. Oh, for sure. Like, Aflac. Uh, you're a Met, you need Aflac. Because it's just bad news. Like, you but do. we're we're you need praying supplemental right now. Thoughts and prayers to Todd Frazier because he's a Met now, and he was a really fun New York Yankee last year. Sure, we just hope he stays healthy. But I'll tell you this: if Todd Frazier gets hurt, thoughts and prayers from going true. to the Yankees to the Mets. You probably feel bad about yourself. He loves to be in New York, though. I understand. Todd that. Frazier could be good. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's just bad news. But Jonas Cespedes says he says he's ready to. Play. He says it somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I honestly, I don't know what the article is. But he says he's ready to play. He even made a joke where he was like, I'll never play again. Jonas Cespedes literally joked and said, I'll never play again. Haha, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> like, someone should tell him, dude, don't joke about like, that for real. Like, don't say that. Like, yeah. you couldn't barely walk last year. Right. And it's always crazy to me. Like, these guys, Jonas Cespedes, are in such great shape. You feel like they're lifting too heavy. Right. The, I saw last year the Mets had this leg piece, this... This this exercise machine, and he had so much weight on it, and then like another vehicle on top of it, and he's just squatting away like crazy. But he's last laughed off his injury, and he says he's ready to go. And he's got twelve days, but he says he's fine. But he did joke, and he says I'm not going to be able to play anymore ever. Don't do that, Jonas Espinosa. The final destination will get you. I know don't it's like on, jinxing don't it. Don't get on a plane. Don't go into a tanning bed. Don't go into a tanning bed. It'll close it'll and lock you. you. Yeah. That's true. 
if you're gonna don't cook any of your own food stay right. away from knives sure check all the smoke alarms in your house don't let your trainer give you steroids without your knowledge yep don't let b12 injections get stuck in your butt when you're mm-hmm. not paying attention mm-hmm. and, then, and, then, right. and then change your hormones <laughs> that's showing dirt i'm trying to think if there's anything else we want to talk about We've probably rambled for too long already. We're at like 44 minutes right now. If you guys have stuck with it this far, I just want to say thanks, Mom. Yeah. <laughs> you always say that. <laughs> I do. I'm always like, no one's listening to this but my mom. And I doubt she even listens. Come on. <laughs> Seriously. Greatest show under. I, th- I think we're going to wrap this up. The one yeah. other thing I want to close with, I read, this is the last piece of baseball talk. I okay. read, I was at work today. And I was kind of bored. So I watched Brett Saberhagen's 1991 no-hitter against the Chicago White Sox. Partially because, so if you go to like, if you've got the MLB um, package on your phone, right? If you buy the app, you can watch like classic games on there. So Brett Saberhagen's 1991 games on there. He's playing the White Sox and Hawk Harrelson is calling the game. So I knew I wanted to watch the White Sox get no hit because Hawk Harrelson's going to get pissed. Sure. Literally in the second inning, he was yelling at all the White Sox coaches yeah. how they don't instruct their players to cover the bag and instead let the pitcher go to it. So he was basically yelling at Frank Thomas and whoever the White Sox coach was in 91 that they didn't tell the boys to cover the bag. He was mad. Yeah. He was mad. Him and Wimpy were mad. And I wondered, I was checking to see if... um if Bo Jackson was going to be in the 1991 game, because I love Bo Jackson, but when he was playing, I was so young. Well, in 91, Bo came back to baseball, and he played for the White Sox right. for, I think, 30 games. So he had already injured his hip in uh, football. But And then, so I just searched Bo Jackson, because I need his baseball reference page. Sure. And what I found was an article that Bob Nightingale wrote mm-hmm. for USA Today in January 2017. And I didn't realize Bo Jackson had said this, but Bo Jackson said if he could go back in time, he would not play football. Really? With all the head injury stuff? Yeah. He well, said he he said he smart. Said, he said he wouldn't do it and he goes if any of my kids wants to play football, I'm going to hit him upside the head. Show him what I think he said he was going to hit him in the mouth. Mm. I think he said he goes, I'm going to hit I'm going to I'll hit my kids in the mouth if they want to play football. Oh. He's passionate about it because he doesn't he doesn't trust the football system. You know when the Tampa Bay Buccaneers drafted him, mm-hmm. he didn't go to play for him because their owner Picked up Bo Jackson at Auburn and flew him on a private jet to Tampa. Right. And Bo asked their owner, he said, um, I don't know what that guy's name was, something Culver or Culverhouse, Herb Culverhouse, I don't remember. And he asked, Bo asked the owner, is this okay with the NCAA? Because that's kind of a big deal when right. about interviewing players. And Herb Culverhouse goes, yeah, yeah, it's good with the NCAA. We've already cleared it and it's okay. But as it turns out, it wasn't okay. Huh. So Bo was baseball ineligible for the rest of his senior year. And Bo believes that they did that on purpose. Oh, I mean, it seems like Because they knew that he also wanted to play baseball as well. And they were like, well, if we disqualify him. If we get him ineligible. And so Bo Jackson's not a fan of NFL. And he said even before that he could see how... The NFL, you know, took advantage. They were very opportunistic with their players, took advantage right. of maybe didn't take care of them a whole lot. And this real life happened to Bo Jackson, and I believe that he's right about this, that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did this to him. Hugh Culverhouse, that's his name. Mm. And I believe the Tampa Bay did this to him, and he believes it as well, right. that they got him ineligible for baseball. And Bo Jackson got injured in 1990 yeah. in a playoff game. 
against the Cincinnati Bengals. After the 1990 season, he was going to retire from football and only play baseball. Wow. And he got hurt Dang. his very last game. I wonder what would have been, what would that have looked like. If I that think didn't it would have been historic. Right. It's no coincidence that Buck O'Neill said he's heard the most powerful, loud crack of a bat from three baseball players his whole entire life. Babe Ruth and Josh Gibson, who are the two biggest sluggers of all time, right. and then Bo Jackson. Right. It would have been a Hall of Fame career. Yeah. 100%. This is the greatest show under it. We're going to let you go. We'll be back maybe in a few days. and We'll get our act together a little more by then. We're going to try to. We might plan an episode next time. Maybe. But it's so much fun like this. That's true. Brody's already sleeping. Greatest show on dirt. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next time. See you later.